Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Slossy beyond Fodringer. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringer yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box for Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Rotherham. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome again to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Uh, well, I mean, I had an away game. We spent, we lost. Um, that's how it works. If that sounds familiar, that's because I said exactly the same about four days ago. Uh, on our last episode. Um, this time it was a 3-0 defeat in London against Millwall. Um, we'll talk about it. Uh, I don't... <laughs> we'll talk about it. Do I have it. to? Uh, there was a moment last night watching the game thinking, this is really, really bad. But then I thought, it's going to get even worse because I've got to talk about it for an hour tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we've got to talk about it for an hour. Um but we'll try and get through it as we always try and do with these time kind of things, which I make it a bit like therapy. And we'll hopefully by the end of the episode feel better about it. I don't know if that's possible with this one, to be honest with you. Um, anyway, Mick, other than Rodham United, how are you doing? Oh, good, mate. Thank you. You? Other than Rodham United, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Danny, you? Yeah, other than Rodham United, I'm doing quite well. <laughs> good. Um, 3-0 defeats, as we, as we mentioned at Millwall. Let's go through some of the comments, because I think the comments will be busy tonight, to be honest with you. Um, Yorza says, good evening, what an embarrassing performance. The fans that made the long trek should be reimbursed their hard-earned money. YouTube users with us. I says, good evening, all. Terry Fenry says, this should be a very short podcast. It's going to be a very short or a very long podcast. I'm not sure which one it's going to be yet. Um, Martin Holland's with us. Uh, so it's Gav Grundy, everyone says, similar results away from home. Chris W81 says, evening all, have we got over yesterday yet? No. Uh, Chris Wright says, hi, uh, evening lads, how can you defend that? Uh, Jim is with us, as is Scott Grundy, who says it's awful. Uh, troops, travels, water, explosives, says, hi all, relegation it is. Um, we will talk about the game, we will also try and put some perspective into the situation as well. Once we've had a rant, probably. Um, but let's talk about the game, Mick. Was there a moment in that game, 
of around 100 minutes, including injury time, where you thought, do you know what? We're going to get some out of this. Um, yeah. Was there? Yeah, there was, yeah. Uh, but it was before the kickoff. <laughs> um, from probably 30 seconds after the kickoff, that it was patently obvious what was going to happen. They might as well have just given Millwall the three points after the first two or three minutes, and we could have saved everybody a load of trouble. Um, so, uh, I've, I've, yeah, I, I can't. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm really struggling to. I want to be positive. I want to no, be positive about my club. I want to be positive about. We, we've been positive all season. Um, Saturday was not great. Hmm. Not great at all. We were able to pick some positives out of it. I'm struggling last night. I'm struggling to pick anything out of last night, anything at all that was positive. I, something may come to mind during the course of this podcast, but at the moment, nothing. I've got nothing. It, it, it's just quite worrying, really. Yeah. Um, I just want to bring up to you a few stats on in terms of the waveform, Danny, before we come to you, mate. I went on Radio Show, I said, I mentioned to the lads in, in the group chat we've got. So we, we talked about the pre Huddersfield game. We're now 18 games without an away win in all competitions. Our overall record in away rec- in the in the away games in the championship is now sits this is still as Radio Sheffield. This is now sits in nine wins in ninety-six games in the championship. Nine nine wins in ninety-six away games. This is it's really difficult. We talked about this last episode, Danny, and it's really difficult. This isn't a Matt Taylor problem for some reason. This isn't it might not even be being a Paul Warren problem. This is a but this is a huge problem because look at last season, we won two games. If we won four away games all season last year, five five away games, we'd have been 17th or something stupid like that. We're not far away from having a really good season. It's these away games, these these horrible performances in the away games that are, are really killing us. Yeah, um, it's just Rotherham's relationship with the championship at the minute. Like, like you say, I mean, guarantee, right? I'm going to make a prediction: the hundredth away game, including that start, we'll actually win. Which would make it Wednesday. It, Christ, it might be. Will that, make it, will that make it Wednesday game? I'll let you explore that. But, but um, <laughs> I'm not using that as a thing to defend any of the performance last night because as soon as I started watching, it's like, oh my god going to be a long night this and the first half it was just it was just all Millwall I don't even think we had a shot on target in the I don't even think we had a shot in the first half and if we did it just didn't register mm. um Millwall was just all over us the formation was so wrong and I couldn't work it out to be honest with you I couldn't work out the formation watching it yeah you had on you didn't it Nombe and Hugel and it's like right so is that Nombe and Hugel up top as a two and on you on your dimmers wide, but then that limits him running forwards on, on that side. It just didn't work at all. And the little split second that we had, where it was like, oh, actually, we're getting into the game a bit now, was early in the second half when we had to change things. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say Matt Taylor made the wrong decision in bringing Nombe off. I think he should have brought him off. Because Hugo was getting ragged about so much that they needed someone with pace to go past the defenders. Like I get Millwall's like stereotypical big back line sort of team. You need that big attacker 
to match up to him. But if you've got the fast guy in Nombe, right, A, he might be able to get past him. Again, hypotheticals, he might be able to get to get past him. But at the same time, if he does get past him, the more likely to be more visible hanging onto his shirt and pulling back and actually get the foul because I felt Hugo got bugger all. And got ragged all over the place, didn't he? Exactly. But the referees obviously looked at Hugo and gone, oh, he's the big centre forward. He's equal to expect that. I won't give him anything. But it's like... Mm. I was so, I was so annoyed after the performance last night. I actually had to go upstairs and have a lie down <laughs> just to recompute. I was so angry at it, and I'm going to sit here and say <laughs> I need to limit my words very carefully because I need to remember that we're live. Um, I'm going to say it was very very poor. I'll say that very very poor. I want to say something else, but it was very very poor. <laughs> and I yeah, agree with everybody. Two words around my house last night. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, Yes, there was in mine as well that doesn't dare get repeated on YouTube yeah. because you know demonetization and all that. But uh, I agree with the comment. It's absolutely undefendable. Mm. Absolutely undefendable. I can understand the fans' voice and the frustrations at the players after the match because if I'd travelled down to London, I'd have been doing the exact same thing. Mm. It's just it, after after what happened at Huddersfield, where we were outplayed by them shooting it wide and just chasing after the ball, completely outplayed by that. We needed a reaction at Millwall. And it's as if we've just gone, oh, no, never mind, and done nothing about it. The reaction was the change in formation, which didn't work. But then even after the, we changed the formation to better suit the tools that Matt Taylor knows that we've got, it still didn't work because <laughs> Millwall scored more goals in the second half than the first. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it talks about the, 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 the setup and... It's difficult. Matt Taylor said that it's difficult to, to assess the attacking play because the defence is essentially so bad, um, and that's that's a fair comment to be honest with you. We, but then, but then, my issue is we didn't we didn't look after the ball. This is this is where the problem comes from. This is where it came again. It came from against Huddersfield for me. You do, they don't look happy and comfortable on the ball at the minute. There's only one player on the pitch, and it's Tiahi, that looks anywhere near comfortable on the ball at the minute. Uh, and we've got Cam Humphries, who we know is pretty good technically on the ball. Dex has had some good, really good moments technically on the ball. Uh, Sam Klukas is obviously a decent footballer, so again, going to be technically good on the ball. I could go on. We've got players who can put their foot on the ball and do something, but they just, for some reason, weren't able to do that. It, it was like it was like a cup game. It was like a championship team against a League One or Two team last night. Certainly the first half, anyway, first half an hour. It just looked, they looked at different levels to us. I don't understand, and I'm I'm really struggling with this. I watched football for a long time, um, and and the Jekyll and Hyde performances of Rotherham United away from home and uh, between away from home and at home is something I've never seen before. Um, they are genuinely unrecognisable as the same team. It, 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 it just I can't I can't get my head around it. There's Zero composure whatsoever anywhere on the pitch, with the exception possibly of Tahi. You're right, Mitt. I think he, he tried to uh, he tried to calm the game down a little bit and tried to pass the ball. I think Adolphin did the same when Adolphin came on. He 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 had an impact. Um, the first half, Ollie Ollie Rathbone was just was just all over the place. Mm. There were misplaced passes from just about everyone of the outfield players. Victor couldn't keep it on the pitch a couple of the times when he's, when he's kicking kicking either from goal kicks or or often passes back to him. Um, 
it, it was just, I don't know, I, I, it, this this has to, uh, it's, it's got to be down to confidence. It has to be. Mm. It can't be anything else. And and, and I'm, I, you, you look at the way that we played against Norwich, the way we played against Leicester, the way we played against Blackburn until uh, until the referee took over the game. All those games, we've been we've been absolutely either winning those games or well and truly in those games and looking to get something out of it. Away mm. from home, we're not even close to being in the game. We're not even close. Um, it, it it was it was woeful, and 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 I can't see how it can be tactical. I can't see how it can be. It, it's, it's certainly not ability. I'm not buying that from anybody. I'm sorry. I'm just not buying it because I've seen with my very own eyes that they have the ability because they've shown it. They've shown it at New York Stadium. So I'm not buying that, and I'm not buying this League One players nonsense or we're not got Championship standard players. I am not buying it. Because they've shown that they can do it. It's something else. It has to be something else. Tactics, I, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. We're playing Millwall here. We ain't playing Leicester away from home or Norwich away from home. We're playing Millwall. And with the greatest respect to Millwall, they are a bang average championship side. Bang average. And they prove that year after year by being just about in the middle of the table. You know? So it, it, it's it's... It has to be a mentality issue, and and I'm, I'm I don't know I, I don't know what to say really I don't know how Matt Taylor is going to address it, but he's got to address it. We've got but we have to rely at the moment on our home form. This is not going to continue. We are not going to play that badly all season away from home. That is not going to happen. Much as everybody likes to think that it is, so we can have something to moan about or something to shout at, but that's not going to happen. Uh, it will change. Because the issues will be thought out and addressed, I'm sure. But, but we can't have much more of that. Anyway, you know, it's just like it's been said that the the attitude of the players. I don't know whether that's the right word. The way that they played, the way that they approached the game, is not acceptable. It's not acceptable at all at any level. You know, had that been a League Two game last night, we'd have still lost three 0 yeah, you know, without a doubt, uh, because we we had no impact on it virtually at any stage. I accept that we had two goals disallowed. I'm not sure really why on either of them, but there you go. Well, we can. I think I think the first one was offside. <coughs> very yeah. much, very close. Twenty out linesman managed to spot that when you know. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I watching the game. I said this to my wife. We had a free kick on the edge of their box where everybody's lined up on the edge of the 18-yard box. This is no good for the audio listeners. But the linesman is stood like that. So he's stood leaning across to, to look along the line. And it's... How can you... See? So I always spotted that offside, because if, if it was offside, it was tight. It, it's utterly beyond me. But anyway, that's that's by the by. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant in, 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 the, in, in the context of the game. Um, yeah, Matt Taylor's got some proper work to do, but... The players have got to stand up. They've got to stand up and be counted. And and none of them did last night, or, or very few of them did. You know, no aggression, no fight, no passion, no skill, no ability. I know, I, know you, I know you said earlier about Oli being a bit over the shop in the first half, but I thought in the second half he was the only one who really tried to dig 
uh, has something out of it because he, he seemed to be the only one who really going in for the big challenges and getting a foot in, whereas everybody else was quite almost standoffish from it. Yeah, no, they, that, were, that they were nervous the to go for it. That might be the case, yeah. But but one player stepping up is no good to anybody, is it? Oh, no, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's no good, but it should be everybody. Yeah, absolutely. They all know what the responsibilities are. They all know what the roles are. And and, and to be fair, very few of them, very few of them stood up and, and put their heads above parapet. Um, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's not great. It's not great away from home. No, it's not. Danny, Matt Taylor's going for a lot of stick on social media today. I suppose, understandable. If you look at his record, I suppose, I suppose he's the manager. I suppose the book stops, and he will probably say this himself, the book stops with him. Mm. But are you saying, are you questioning Matt Taylor's away tactics, mentality? Or are you saying this has got to be on the players? Uh, like Mick sort of alluded to there. Um, I think it's, it's a mix of um, the mindset we take into away matches, but also the players confidence that comes from that and then like Mick said the player's not stepping up to that I think it transcends uh, tactics because like the start you said we've won nine in what is it 96 yeah something like that so that transcends tactics because that's um, how many managers is that is that five managers um, because you had you had Evans Stubbs um, Redfern Warnock Warn and now no it's six it's now Taylor Mm. Um, but we war not. That's like your outlier because you know, came in three of them. yeah, mm. he's like he's exactly one at one three of them, and he were only here for fourteen games total, I think. Mm. Um, so it, it transcends the tactics side of it because every manager has a different set of tactics. So that to me says it's more of the mentality you take into away games in the championship. I don't think it's the club's mentality to away matches full stop. It's away matches in the championship. We almost seem incapable of really like taking the game back, scruff at collar, and going for it. You know, it, it, it's like two of the two of the away games that we've won in the championship. I think have been against Sheffield Wednesday. You know, <laughs> you know, one against, against Sheffield United. Yeah, one against Sheffield United. How many of those nine were outside South Yorkshire? Yeah, that that's oh, actually six. a very good question. Which how many of those nine are outside a derby? Six. Was there anybody no. else? No. <laughs> okay. I mean, even that one, I don't know stats, man. It was six. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it goes above tactics. And like you said, the stopgap with the, with the manager themselves, it's the club's approach to away matches in the championship that needs shifting. Um, and then you get the knockdown of player confidence, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it just does, it takes really to rag it, rag it up and just go, right now, come on, we need to really put a shift in outside it, of it being a derby, and we're just not doing it. It, it. it doesn't even take that. It doesn't even take that. You know, we, we are, what we're doing is we're going away from home and, and trying to soak up pressure, trying to absorb the pressure. We're trying to come away and see if we can get away with a nil-nil or sneak a 1-0 one, one or whatever. We are not playing in the same fashion. And we're losing. So therefore, the next option surely is to play in the same fashion as we play at home. We may mm-hmm. well still lose, but at least with there's more chance of us getting more likelihood of us getting something out of the game. Yeah, and it, show, and it shows the fans that you're actually trying and give and give to about it. it it's not about showing the fans, is it? It's that's not what it's about. We want mm-hmm. it to be about that. Of course we do. 
but that's not what it's about. It's about winning games. It's about maximising the points that you can get. And, and the, the current the current setup of, of just trying not to lose six uh, nine out of ninety six goes to prove that it does not work because that's what we've done all the time that we've been in the championship. Every time for the last however many however many times. We've just tried to go away from home and trying not to lose. It's not working. It doesn't work. It's proved not to work. At least if you're going to go away from home, you're going to play your football, play the same style or similar style to the way you play at home. You may well continue to lose games, but you'll win more than we are doing already. You know, you cannot allow teams in this at this level to, to get on top in the first 10, 15 minutes of the game and stay on top. And that's exactly what we're doing. It, it's just pointless. We might as well just wave the white flag at, at, at the at the at the first whistle and just just tell them to get on with it because that is not the way to approach these games. I, I, it's proved stats are proving it and the performances are proving it. Yeah, they are. Um, John Mill says Taylor is the manager. It's his job to fix it. End of. Mm-hmm. True, but also some responsibility on the players as well. You can't. Yeah, there's as much responsibility on the players to put to put into practice what the manager says, what, what he's asking them to do, and what mm. he's telling them to do, and they haven't done. Mm. No, they haven't. Well, they clearly haven't because if that's what he asked them to do yesterday, then is it wrong profession? And I don't believe Correct. that that's what he clearly hasn't asked them to do that. Yeah, yeah, let's just go through go through some negative negative comments because I think some of them need addressing, contextualizing, if that's a word. Um, Troop says sign players that are not capable of championship level that's that's, I've seen that a lot today on social media and that's just not true you you could you could say that some of these players are questionable whether um, you know whether they are experienced at this level but Ty is a championship player Cattle's a championship player Tyler Black is a championship player Revan looked I re- looked okay at times yesterday. Victor's a, well, I suppose Victor's been in the team a while, but he's championship quality. I'd say Morrison is as well. Vex um, a hot prospect. Vex is yeah. a real good player, isn't it? So this 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 thing about players not being championship, I'm not. And as Mick said, with the with the eye test, I suppose we've seen we've seen these guys play. I've seen them play at New York Stadium. I know how good these players are. I've seen it. Um, it's just a mental block or. Or something. <laughs> um, Chris Taylor says we have to score the first goal with no chance of turn, and that's something else that you can add into. I know I don't have the stats on this one, Mick, because it's just takes some working out. But our record from going behind is again a big problem. So that's even more reason. Or so is that more reason to start on the front foot and try and get the first goal, or is that more reason to try and soak up pressure because you don't want to concede that first goal? But it's we're always conceding it. So what's the point? Well, yeah, and and and, and if that's the case. That that one hundred percent points to it being confidence. Yeah, you can see him. You know, when, when we consider that first goal, by the way, it will likely consider the ninety second minute winner. <laughs> there were players all on. They were just on the floor. A couple of players, weren't they? Mm. Uh, just like it will like again. That plays into it's the mentality. Yeah, of it. Oh, we've conceded first again, right? We're going to lose. That almost seems what the mentality is, rather than it being the dig deep, get a goal back. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Chris, there's a stuck hoofing it anywhere at the pitch. Hugel stands no chance for him. And yeah, who Hugel's with a lot of yeah. stick as, as he does. Uh, but what's he meant to do? I mean, make a, let's ignore the fact he was ragged around for twenty minutes. But what, what's well, with with those balls that are coming up to him? I don't know what Hugel's meant to do. If, if he wins one, there will not be anywhere near him. 
but he's not going to win most of them because their 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 defenders are six foot seven, ragging his shirt every week. It's, the problem isn't Hugo and Nombe. The problem's further back for me. Yeah, anyway, it is the problem is knocking the ball up long to, to Hugo. That's the issue. You know, you can see as a player, you can see as a player how he's been treated. You can see that he's been thrown about all over the place. You can see that the referee, as soon as he gets thrown about all over the place, is going to give them a free kick. It's happened. It happened all last night. It's happened all season. Hugo does bring some of that on himself with his stupid holding his head after time. However, however, you know, it, it's it's pointless. It's absolutely pointless, particularly given the size of that Millwall defence. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't... I, I, that I have no explanation for that. That's just it's just madness, and it, and it completely eliminates the the midfielders who are actually good on the ball. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, noticed, I noticed the majority of the time it was uh, Blackett and probably, and Humphreys was guilty of it as well. Either get the ball, pump it long to Hugel with the hope he'd get something on it and potentially play in non bay but it just wasn't working. It, it completely mm. takes out the midfield, which is where you can generate uh, the possession game that we're trying to play. But if they don't get on the ball, they can't do that, you know. And I would like to say I said this on the podcast uh, when we previewed Mill- Millwall. You know, we need to try and find the space to play into and play through them, not oof it long. And what have we done? Oofed it long, and it didn't work. Mm. You know, which, which is why I said Hugel was the wrong man to leave on. It should have been Nombe because then it would have brought the ball down because you've got no big, like big man with the big defense. If that makes sense. Mm. But yeah, and why is it? Why do we, we? Why do we default to hoofball when, like, why is that our like default setting? It was same under one though, wasn't it? It, it shouldn't it, be a it, default it's, it's setting. It's an it easy ball. It. It's an easy out ball. It's, it, it, it shows. Yeah. It shows lack of confidence. Like, oh my god, I can't deal with this ball. I will get it away. Yeah. Again, it, it feeds into that. But that, that but then a lot of the time we actually played ourselves into trouble because we seemed to play where the space wasn't. Yeah, you know, we, we tend to play the pass to the player that's got two two already next to him rather than yeah. finding space for somebody or even keeping hold of the ball a little bit. But then we've just pumped it long. It's like, oh no, I don't, I don't want the ball. I'm going to pump it long. You know, I'm not confident yeah. with it. It's just, and that's what infuriates you as a fan because you because <laughs> you can sit and see what's happening, um, but because it's in your head and they're not doing it, that's what makes you angry at it. Yeah, but it's just. We shouldn't have a default setting of hoofball. I get it's the easy ball and everything, but it shouldn't be a default setting. It should be this is our plan, and if it's not working, this is the backup plan. Mm. You know, not this is our plan. Oh, oh there's no confidence, hoofball. Yeah. Um, Alright says again, just to add context of hands, hands up, who thinks Steve Evans would put those displays face up with the emoji next to it? Yeah, I, yeah, Steve Evans wouldn't be very happy, but I also remember playing Port Vale away. And losing five or six two with Tom Pope scored four. Um, I could probably name a couple of other times that Steve Evans was in charge and Ronnie was probably in charge and Paul Warren was in charge. That we've had terrible games. But last night wasn't the worst performance Rodman ever played. It was odd, but it wasn't the worst. Um, so yeah, and that's why I think people are rushing to rushing to rushing to things. Um, John Rell says because players aren't confident enough, confident enough at this level. With the same players, when players pumped up to Jukovic, Birmingham won't change and you till you get better players on the ball. If we have yeah. the good players, they're in Ooh, midfield and they're the not thing. getting on the bloody ball. Oh, dear. I, 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 I drink. What I would say, Mick, is 
this, this, the name of the episode is Deja Vu again. That's because Christmas last year we lost two 0 away to Huddersfield and then three 0 away to Millwall in one of the in the in the worst run of last season. So this isn't a new thing. I think this was worse than the Millwall game, although that Millwall game was bad on New Year's Day. I think this one is worse, but this is maybe a thing of Matt Taylor's almost style. He's got to get through these. He's got to see these performances, understand these performances, to then maybe move forward and and hopefully improve. Because we did improve throughout the season. We were so much better up for the rest of the season post. Millwall in the league last season. Yeah, we were. Absolutely, we were. Um, and I've no doubt he'll turn it around again this season. I've no doubt at all in that, personally. Um, but we're not talking about what's going to happen for the rest of the season at the moment. Are we still venting our spleens on how, how upset we are that we didn't get our three points last night. So uh, we've got some more foot stamping to do before, before we can start to look forward and say anything positive. Uh, because if you do, you'll be criticised, won't you, for uh, being a happy clapper? So let's um, let's do a little bit more um, uh, Taylor bashing or or whoever else we want to bash before we uh, before we try and start to look forward. Um, yeah, he'll turn it around. I'm sure he will. You know, this this is he's a brand new manager he's in, or a newish manager. He's learning. He's still learning. He'll continue to learn, like we all do in life. You know. Um, he's ambitious, he's keen and he wants to learn he wants to better himself um, and he will better himself so um, you've, got to, you've got to go through these difficult periods and, and these poor performances in order to learn how to get better um, having said that having said that last night's performance was way, way, way below the standard of what you would be expected, what should be expected as, as a minimum. Um, so he's, he has got a lot of work to do, but the players have got a lot of work to do as well. You know, what's gone off in the past, how many games we've won in the last 96 away from home is absolutely irrelevant. It's in the past. Nothing can be done about it. And it has no bearing whatsoever on the next away game. None, not, a, not one, not one jot. It hasn't, you know, when you actually boil it down. So that's the kind of attitude that they need to be approaching these games with, as opposed to, oh, we've gone 1-0 down, so we're going to lose. You know, it, it, that's clearly the attitude, or that's the attitude that appears to come across as a, mm. as a supporter. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see how it pans out, but uh, I'm not... I'm not one for throwing baby out with bathwater like a lot of people are. No, and I think less. Yeah, um, cool comments. Difference. Abrak comes back. Different is Matt Taylor has been given money to spend more than other, any other manager. Yeah, but we're seven games into the season. I mean, it's I, not I, like... I would, I would, well, there's two points to that. We'll come back and say number one is seven games in, and also I would love to know how much money Steve has spent on loan. Oh God, yeah. During his time at the club. Um, it would have been a significant amount. So there's that. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um... Let's look. There was a plan about Leeds. I want to come to Danny. Um, Abrek says no leaders in the team, and that's an issue, Danny. There is no leaders the, at the minute. There's no Sean Morris. There's no Richard Wood. There are issues of leadership at the minute. What are your thoughts on? Is that a thing? Is are we missing those leaders in that team, Danny? I think it's interesting that we made Morrison team captain. Uh, and now he's not in the team. It's gone back to Ollie Rathbone. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I like how uh, involved Ollie is with the referee when like the silly decisions are made. Um, <clears throat> and he's very good at that aspect. But I think because um, this is Ollie's first experience of being a captain, he's, he's effectively learning with it as well. Yeah. And he is very vocal with things. <clears throat> but again, it could be a confidence thing. I think it could be a confidence thing. I, I think Ollie's a very capable captain. Right? I, I think he's, he's he's just very capable of it. He's noisy and he, and he knows where to direct his attention, if that makes sense. But it, I think it just plays into the confidence thing. Like Mick said earlier, no one wants to put the red above the parapet. Um, but I, I would say Ollie's a capable leader. It's just the mentality of where we are at the moment. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I would uh, would probably agree. Um, more context around us again. Let's step back a little bit. We're only seven games into a season. Three of those games we've performed really well. Four, three and a half. Like you said, a game. I said three and a half of those games we've performed really badly. That's uh, the highs have been quite high and the lows have been quite low. I suppose that's the problem, Danny. That the lows have been bad. And the Stoke and the Millwall game particularly have been. Particularly low, but we're still very, very early days. Yeah, we are. We're still quite early days. I mean, they say don't look at the league table until you know around Christmas or New Year or whatever. But it's looking at these performances early doors. It's like it's one of the most. If this don't get sorted, we are in trouble. I think that's the mentality a lot of people have. If this don't get sorted, we are in trouble. I suppose it's always better to get it out of the way early doors than have this um, conversation again in February or March time, but it, it's the way in, in which we go about it, it's just oh, I think that's what's frustrating about it, it's just the way we go about it, like I say with Stoke, now with Millwall, Huddersfield um, those away games we've almost had no bottle with it the only game we've had bottle with was against Sunderland, but due to where we were at the time, we effectively dropped off after 70 minutes and Sunderland got two goals but I'm with the general consensus it does need to change quickly because when you start getting to November time, if we're still putting in performances like this, it, then it then it's a bit of a mm, now nah then sort of thing. Yeah. Dredge says, and that's not, not Dredge says seven games in is still not an excuse that performance. Last, it, yeah, we're not, we are not defending the performance last night. Uh, it, it is, as many people put in the comments, last night's performance is indefensible. What I say is only one game out of those seven. And I know the Stoke game was probably indefensible, indefensible as well, but it's only that's only a small way into the season is what is essentially what I'm trying to say. 
Um, this wouldn't be so disappointing if those games against Norwich and Blackburn and Leicester, yes, performances weren't so good. Mm. You know, mm. Had we been bang average in those games, I could accept more criticism of, of Matt Taylor and of, and of the team. I could accept it better. However, however, like I said earlier on, right at the start of this, you know, it's literally a, well, not literally, obviously, but it's Jekyll and Hyde stuff. The the the, the gap, the difference. Is 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 mind blowing, isn't it? You know, it's, it literally is like two different teams. It's yeah, yeah. Um, Sam Darby, not a fan of Matt Taylor. I don't think oh, he's a League Two manager managing a Championship team. We shall agree oh, to disagree, okay. Sam. Um, but people saying give him fifteen games, give him till Christmas. I mean, oh, I said this on the, on the Huddersfield podcast, mate. We expected we we're all having positive customer signs with me, but if we yeah. all step back and had a minute, we all knew we were going to be in a relegation scrap this season. And um, if you're in a relegation scrap, what that means is you're going to have some bad days, you have some shocking days. Mm. You need to be able to take those shocking days and go, Do you know what? Right, that is only a game. We've, mm. we've shown there is positives, and I know I'm going to sound like a broken record at this point, but you've just got to take a step back. I know it's hard taking a step back after, after how bad last night was. But you've got to just take back and just look at those seven games as a whole and say there's there's enough positives in there to think we will at least be, at least be in the fight. Who are you talking about here, team or fans? <laughs> I, I, no, it's a genuine question. It's a genuine question, you know, because as supporters, you know, we we know we've if you support this club for long enough, you know there are going to be really really crap days. There are going to be. It doesn't matter who the manager is. That's who we are. That's what happens to us. It's what happens to every football club. They are going to be crap days where your team underperforms massively in, to, uh, in, in comparison to its potential. And that's what we've done under the, in these last two games. We arguably overperformed massively in the two games previous to that, three games previous to that, if you count the Blackburn one. So, you know, I don't, I don't get this modern and it is modern or it feels very modern idea that almost as soon as you lose a game that's it manager's got to go mm. you know it, it makes no sense to me at all it makes no sense whatsoever because all that happens is you end up on the manager merry-go-round with another alan stubbs or or another russell martin for example you know, you end up with somebody who's then going to start again and start to build with another team because it's not his players and so on and so on and so forth. And all that ends up, you just end up dropping down. It's, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, we've got to accept it. We've got to accept that we're going to have bad, we're going to have bad days. And we're going to have more bad days this season. I hate to break it to anybody that's listening that doesn't know, we are going to lose some more games this season. It's going to happen, you know. I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do about it as supporters. All we can do is try and get behind the team and, and, and try and create some confidence for them if they haven't got any. But they'll be working on that as well, obviously. Um, yeah. Every team accepts poor results, Sam. Every, every single supporter of every team accepts poor results. That is the nature of supporting a football team, in my view. It's my opinion. I'm not saying that that's a fact. At this level. But, you know, at Man City, City. Yeah, yeah. you know, at any level. But I'm sure if Man City, when Man City lose a game this season, which they undoubtedly will, some of their supporters will be banging on saying wanting Pep. 
attacking. Yeah. yeah. For England manager. The, <laughs> the nature the nature of the beast is that we are going to lose football games. That is not the issue here. What the issue is is the the level of performance that's put it been put in, particularly last night. Of, uh, and and the Huddersfield game, but particularly last night, you know that is where it's not acceptable, and that is a thing that that people are rightly complaining about. But but you know to to start just saying oh manager's no good, Chairman's not done this, or I, I just I, I can't get my head around it. I can't honestly because if I if I start if I start banging on now about what the issues that the referee caused last night because he were crap, absolutely appallingly crap. Had nothing to do with whether we lost the game. I'm going to get people saying to me, "Oh, well, you can't blame referee." No, you can't blame referee, and I'm not. It was a down to us and us solely as a team. But mm. don't start with this. It's just mad, staffed, and it's pointless because it's not going to work. Mm. It's well, I thought we've got to nearly 40 minutes without even mentioning the referee's performance. I think that's a record, isn't it? Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> how bad we were. Because he, he was bad. How bad were we? Precisely, you know. I mean, he he was bad, but we were worse. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Don't start. Don't get upset about it. Do get upset about it because that's what sports yeah, football right. about. You're going to get yeah, upset about it's, 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 That's probably probably the wrong the wrong phrase phraseology. Get upset about it, but don't start start talking that. <laughs> just think about the consequences of what you're asking for. You know. Is Matt Taylor's day? Oh, Matt Taylor's day is numbered. Well, let's say that Matt Taylor's days are numbered, right? Let's just say, for a sake of argument, losing another game is going to get sacked. What happens then? You know, we've got two or three more games coming up in the period in between when we're going to be able to appoint a manager. We're going to lose them because we ain't got a coach. And then we're going to have to have another manager come in. And the first thing that's going to be going, oh, we can't wait for January transfer window to come around so we can sign some more players. And then, oh, come February. Well, we're in January transfer window. We didn't really have enough. Oh, he needs to be sacked. And so, so on and so forth. And there we go on the same, same, you know, roundabout. It's just pointless. Mm. I and think man- with, <clears throat> with with managers of, even with Paul Warren and, and with Taylor, like, why were we so patient with Paul Warren? Like, I get a lot of people wanted Paul Warren gone quicker than he was. But then in his, his fourth, Season? No, one way over longer than four seasons, wasn't it? Fourth championship season was it? Where it we had one. Yeah, where we had an absolutely stellar start. That's the yeah. thing, it takes time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Taylor's been here a year and <clears throat> well, yeah, nearly a year, put in, in and we've put in some decent performances. All right, the majority of them have been at home, but there's still decent performances and even this season, if you look at Leicester, Norwich, again, they're at they're at home, admittedly, right? But there's still um, good performances there, but I go back to Taylor's time at Exeter. It took time and perseverance. Mm. You know, Exeter got absolutely battered at times, but they persevered and Taylor took them up and got them steady in in League One. And now Exeter are building up on that pedestal to get into being a good team in League One. Maybe that's the vision Tony Stewart's seen and brought Matt Taylor in, building up on the pedestal. It takes time and investment. Taylor's had the investment and now he just needs the time. And it's a silly conversation to even think that his days are numbered. He'll still be here at the end of the season and I'll put money on it. I agree. I think even if we go down, I'll still be here. Whether, whether, yeah, whether I agree. Or not, 
Um, uh, again, I'm, I'm not going to get into this Taylor Out conversation too much, but it's too close. It's been over a year since Jack quoted somebody else. He put, was years of relegation until Taylor walked through the door. John Rell says, Paul, Paul Warren was a fan's favourite. Taylor doesn't have the relationship or credit in the bank with the fans, I imagine. I mean, I can only speak from personal, but he kept us up last season. That that puts a lot of credit in his bank for me. He did something we haven't done in such a long time. It is That's plenty of credit in bank. Uh, the only, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamie says, and I think this is a positive, I accept Taylor made the, the wrong decision, but at least he's willing to make changes and learn from his mistakes. Yeah, he was very open in his post-match yesterday about it. He didn't just try and defend anybody. He didn't try and defend the players. I don't think he particularly tried to defend himself. He's coming out and being honest about the situation, much like he was at Millwall on New Year's Day. He's coming out and trying to be honest about the situation. Um, he's aware it's not good enough. He's not sitting there saying, no, it's all right. We lost three loss at Millwall. That's going to happen. He's, he's saying it's not good enough. The, the performance was gone um, at the, that, that, at that time. Reg says, fans don't have the divine right to have their team win every game, but we should at least have the right to see the players putting in 99% in. Yeah, and that was the problem last night. That, we, that it, didn't, it, it didn't look like the players... I'm sure, they, I'm sure they were giving everything they've got, but it didn't look that way. Um, and that's why we're all angry. Angry, right word? Frustrated. I think frustrated is a word. I mean, I, I just, I know, I don't know whether you're going to mention this, but what Phil said um, about the point of the podcast, if I, if, if I only want fans to comment on what I agree with, I don't. That's the whole point of it. That's absolutely the whole point of it. You know, it's about debating it and everybody's entitled to their opinion and everybody's entitled to express that opinion. What I'm saying is we need to think about what we're asking for, you know, and, and have some consideration and thought as to the consequences of, of, of what you're actually, not you personally, Phil, but fans in general are, are asking for you know the whole point of this is for us to debate it and have different points of view and I've no doubt lots of people have got different points of view to me and lots of people have the same point of view you know that's that's what it's all about isn't it mm. um, but you need to, we as fans need to consider the consequences of what we're asking for that's the point I'm trying to make probably not very well yeah yeah um <laughs> Football man, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> great. I, I, I do love how it is. It is legit it. like therapy. We'll come in, have a few swings at each other, and sit down. It's like actually an end of the day. <laughs> yeah, it's the cheapest therapy I'll ever have. I can't say all, all I'm saying is, Howard Webb, if you are in this therapy session watching, sort your referees out because, <laughs> because basically they're all idiots, more about like two good ones at, yeah. at this level. Um, somebody mentioned about the international race, I think somebody else mentioned this in the comments. How come we are so bad after the international break? It was five games after it. Yeah, that is a, a really Yeah, I don't get it. That is, that is weird. Um, and <laughs> there's another international break in four games' time. Oh, Jesus. Um, so that's exciting. And then there's another one in November as well, I think. I think there's three pre Christmas. Um, yeah. Can, we, can it just be like League One where we just get to play on? We've only got like three, inter, like two internationals, two or three internationals. Well, that, we, might be, we might be back down there next year. We'll be in, we'll be in League One next year. Danny, what you're about? <laughs> just keep, if you've not got enough internationals, you play your game. Let everybody else postpone their games because they obviously have the squad size for it to carry on. Um, any any positives? I, I, I would say that I thought Sam Klukas did okay. In the first half, he certainly wasn't the worst performer, but he also 
Philadelphia is not match fit, and that's obviously why I got pulled at half time. But there's mm. you can see the see something there from him from me. Yeah, I agree. He was like that against Huddersfield as well. He came on and really put him in about. Um, it'll be an interesting development on how we like carry on with midfield because, like, like you say, um, he's obviously not up to match fitness because he's not had a pre season at all and he's come into our squad after the transfer window. So that's like a big window of him just keeping himself fit rather than uh, not being with a squad, you know. Um, but no, he's got a bit about him, hasn't he? <clears throat> he's got a bit about him, and yeah, he had to be took off after 45 minutes due to match fitness. Um, I imagine it would have been a swap with um, potentially Cafu if Cafu was fit or, you know, vice versa. Um, well, no, he's got something about him. I like him. He gave the ball away a fair bit, but didn't mm. everybody, you know? <laughs> it's like everybody gave the ball away so much in that performance against Millwall. I at least gave one ball away and I was in my front room. You know, he's like, oh. The only two players that didn't get the ball away were Nombe and Hugo. That's because they didn't touch it. Yeah. They didn't go anywhere near him. Um, and, and Victor, but yeah, yeah. I do feel a bit sorry for Victor, you know. Some you know, games like that where he's on a hand is nothing, isn't he? What's the, what's the lad meant to do? He, he does, yeah. I mean, that, that that second goal of theirs took at least two, possibly three deflections before he got to him. Wasn't that third? No, that was second. The second one from the edge of the box, the third one, it's it's into Rupert Net, didn't it? Um, yeah. the one, from, oh, yeah, the one yeah. from outside the box, it took at least two, possibly three deflections when you see it from behind the goal. Uh, yes. And each one took it a little bit further away from where Victor was. Um, woeful defending, dreadful defending. But, mm. you know, it is what yeah. it is. Happy days. Chris Wright mentions the fitness thing. Fitness thing bothers him full stop. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, def- I feel like I'm defending the team too much, but there's the injury issues and meaning <laughs> that we can't manage the players properly, if that sort of makes sense. We're having to keep Dexter out there, even though he can barely walk because. We need him. Revan probably played 20 minutes too long last night because he needed to play those minutes. Is Humphrey uh, still playing with the illness as well? Humphrey's was ill, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, that's not helping. That's I don't, I don't. I'm not sure if that's a big enough excuse. It's probably not. But they don't look right. They don't look in a sweet spot in terms of fitness, do they? I think, I think it's fair to say, which probably doesn't help. Um, mm. Matt and the fact that we've got six senior players out as well. Yeah, Matt tells us the cavalry is not coming around the corner, so none of those are going to be fit. There's a chance Bramall might be fit for Saturday, um, but he didn't sound very positive, to be honest with you, about that. So that's going to be. It's interesting that it's mm. interesting how you and Paul Davis have, have, have read that comment. I didn't. I didn't read it that way. I read it that you know we're not getting any new players in, which we know anyway. But I I, I read it as or heard it as. As him saying, you know, transfer window shut. We ain't going to be getting cavalry coming around the corner. We're, we're a batch of new players. That's how I mm. uh, I understood it. Uh, oh, you're right. I, don't know. <laughs> I hope you're right. We know the injury status, don't we, of, yeah. of the majority, you know. Uh, it's just Cafu and Gramall who we're a little bit in the dark about in terms of the severity mm. of the, the injuries. Uh, there are certainly two that we would hope uh, would be in contention. For, uh, for the weekend, particularly Cafu. Um, I thought Re- Re- Revan was, he grew into the game last night. I thought he was pretty average in that first half, but he started to, um, he started to show what he's, what he's about. Um, and and he's, he's obviously a very capable player. 
Um, so yeah, he looks he looks promising. I thought Apaya looked better when he came sure. on. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I noticed what you said about him that he doesn't seem to go forward with the ball. Is it a no, sideways? That's, that's, yeah, that that's that's the issue. So um, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? But I, I don't. I didn't read it that way. I didn't read what um, what Matt Taylor said in that fashion. Mm. Yeah, I thought I thought Eve struggled. Nick, everybody struggled. I thought Eve's struggled. Well, um, yeah, but, yeah, but you said that, and it, you ran around. Didn't what it? could he do? Yeah, I know, I know, but there was that was that chance in the box, didn't he, where he, he put himself in a good position and then slipped, yeah. slipped, and yeah, he got his back to goal completely. He needed to do a full yeah. three sixty to or a full one eighty to get anywhere near, surrounded by three or four six foot seven defenders. He, he's not if that if he'd have managed to get that away, that would have been a hell of a goal, you mm. know. So, yeah, um, yeah. Dave Carroll says that we let a centre half go. Yeah, it's Jim McCart, and I've seen some. Where, where's the Jim McCart gone again? Barnsley. He's gone to Barnsley. I've seen complaints from Barnsley fans about him. To be honest with you, so uh, mm. that's that's that one. That might um, be why he went down. Also, JJ has done his injury again. JJ is out for eight yeah, weeks, twelve weeks, <clears throat> something like that. He's done his shoulder now, hasn't shoulder, he? He's just yeah. it. Oh, the poor lad can't catch a break, can he? No. Um. Jack says Taylor signed all these players, but didn't hear anybody moaning when we signed Grant Hall. In fact, some felt he off he should have been offered more than a year. Yeah. Same with Joe Morrison yeah. and Tyler Blackett, who actually put in some good performances, and that's why we re-signed him. Yeah. Right. Anything else from the Millwall game for a knock on Eden? <laughs> I think I think we've upset enough people, or people are upset enough, or Maybe maybe somebody can come out of this with a little bit of closure. Can we just, can we just wind it up just a little bit more? Like I, I haven't fulfilled my winding up of the hobby yet. <laughs> um, let's move on because it just gets a bit easier Saturday. Top of the league, seven wins in a row. Preston North End come to New York Stadium. Um, <laughs> their only defeat this season was a penalty shootout defeat to Salford um, in the Carabao Cup. Of all teams, it's Salford. Oh my I how are you feeling about this, this, Mick? Because we played Preston last year and Matt Taylor talked about structured games and we're struggling, we don't struggle in less structured games. And why I take from that is you talk about teams who make things difficult, make it a bit dirty, a bit of physicality. We struggle in those games. That's what Preston do. Mm. And Preston are clearly very good at it because they're top at league. So there's clearly, that's a worry for me based on Matt Taylor's comments. Now forget about the whole press I've played and everything else, that's a worry more based on what Matt Taylor said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're gonna come and come and mucky the game up and not uh, we, we we might struggle, but um we have been so much better at home. We've been so much better at home. Yeah. Norwich came to New York Stadium on a hell of a run um and went away with a tail between the legs. There's no reason why the same can't happen on Saturday. Um because of the huge difference in performances. Uh, between uh, between being away from home and at home, um, clearly, clearly, if we carry Wednesday night's performance into Saturday, then it's going to be a long old afternoon. Obviously, um, I I don't think we will. I, I, I genuinely don't. Um, I've, not, I've not seen the teams that or the the the, the run that Preston have had, um, but I don't think they've been playing any of the top teams yet, have they? You know, not really. So, um, well, well, listen, listen. All we can do 
is go into it with a proper with the proper attitude and get into their faces like we normally do at home. And if if we're able to do that, and hopefully it'd be it'd be great to get Cafu back because I think he he is that glue that holds that, that midfield together, and he is that leader that people talked about earlier on. So it'd be great if we could get him back. Um, but if we don't, we don't. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm I'm not. I can't say I can't say I'm brimming with confidence. Obviously, after uh, after what I've witnessed in the last two last two games, no. But um, you know, if if we if if we were coming off the back of that Norwich game, I'd be very confident, very confident um, that we could get yeah. something out of it. So hopefully, the players and the management team will go into this game as if we'll just feel the Millwall never happened, uh, and we we are coming off the back of that Norwich game. And if they do, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, if you want a bit more from the Preston side, we have I have spoken to Ollie from the Butter Pie Podcast, which is a lovely name for a podcast. Uh, that will be out on the YouTube channel tomorrow, so Friday. Um, I think I think we're scheduled to go out at ten o'clock tomorrow morning. That's about a fifteen minute thing. It's just a guy who was really loving following his football team. <laughs> I really enjoyed speaking to him because the top of the league won seven in a row. He's just happy at the minute. It was quite a nice speech. We was got a successful football team. Uh, on the pitch at the minute, um, but he gives some good insights. Now that I'm going to set up the door, so I do recommend that tomorrow morning if you're not doing anything, or tomorrow night if you are doing something in the morning. Uh, yeah, so Preston's run is it's kind. They drew up, drew up Preston, drew up Bre- uh, Bristol City. They beat Sunderland at home after Sunderland's poor start. They beat Wednesday. They beat the Swansea. They beat Stoke. Beat Plymouth. And obviously beat uh, Birmingham midweek. With John said in the comments that they were pretty lucky to get a win out of that. So it is a very very kind. They haven't played Norwich. They haven't played Leicester. Um, mm. You know they haven't, they haven't sort of placed him, but you can't still sniff. Like we were in their position, we're buzzing about life, aren't we? Um, so I don't think we should sort of look. They, they've been clinical. Uh, uh, John put in the comments. Look at the stats. Preston have been stupidly clinical. They've got a long one, one one Miller wide left has looked decent. Left left looked bang average. I think we're after Miller in the summer. Um, obviously, was it Liam Miller, something like that? Yeah, can't, might, might be a different Miller we're after. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, yeah. The, the problem is, Danny, and I think this is the problem with the away form, is that eventually, if that away form continues, it puts pressure on the home form. And if you start losing your home form, if, if your away form continues as it as it is, and you lose two or three or go four or five games without a win at home, you then you are going to start losing track of the rest of the division. Tonight. These home games are now extra crucial. Yeah, and it puts even more pressure on your performing home games, which will affect your confidence even more on top of that, which is actually what we don't need at the minute. Um, But I think it's no mistake that in other championship seasons, home form has carried us sometimes over the line, like last season, other times it hasn't because away form's just been poor anyway. Um, But just going to Preston, they have to lose eventually. You know, I don't think they'll do another Invincibles. I mean, they've only done it once and that were... 1889 or something. so I don't think they'll do that. So they have to lose eventually, and hopefully it's on Saturday. And that's the only shred of confidence I have about this game. They have to lose eventually, and that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't as well. Just wants, uh, he says uh, he mentions Will Keane injured. No, Will Keane should be back. Uh, he's got four goals this week again. Uh, Ollie from the Butterfly Podcast says that Will Keane should be back. Who was at uh, obviously at Wigan last season? Always a bit of a <laughs> a bit of a handful. Where's your positivity meter, Mick? Yeah, feeling positive because we're back at home. We're on the floor because of the last two games. 
Where are you sitting on your uh, on the barometer of positivity? <laughs> That's a really unfair question, that isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't say anything positive because I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to attract the wrath of anybody. Um, I don't know. I genuinely, I don't know because I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. In my own mind, I can't reconcile those last two performances with the last home performance, and and I can't see how the last home performance is not going to be affected. Uh, sorry, the next home performance is not going to be affected by the last two away performances. If that makes sense, um, so uh, they've got a tough job on their hands. The, the management team and the players themselves pull themselves up by bootstraps and and. And get back into that uh, frame of mind that allowed us to get the results that we got, the home results that we've got, or the sorry, the home performances that we've had. So where I am sitting, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I'm right. I'm right on the fence at the moment. I think it could go either way. Yeah, I do. What do I see in terms of lineups, Danny? This is a big question because he started number first time midweek. He started Klukas first time revenue in midweek. We're assuming that maybe players back, but if, if they come back, they probably won't start. If Kapu's fit, it might be on benched, just to not rush him back. Um, what, what formation do you want to see? So I suppose. Oh, I won't start this again. Three-five-two-four-three-three. Um, I mean, two-one. I don't know what it was. You just play nine-one-one. Just fit that. No, eight-one-one. Just fit that. You've got no predictor in defence. I'm almost. I don't go line as far as I'm cut now. Anyway, uh, serious now. Um, looking at how Preston um, lined up for their last game, uh, Footmob's got them down as a three-four-two-one. Um, so sort of like Christmas tree formation. So I would say pumping it long probably isn't an option. Um, so I, I would do say anyway, do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'd like to see Nombe star up top without Hugo. You know, still still have the two up top, but have Nombe. Um, start in in Hugo's place effectively. Keep the four three three because we played better, slightly better. Like and I mean slight. It's like width of a, a Nats backside better with four at the back than we did with three mm. uh, against Millwall. So I'd go four three three, but have Nombe in the middle, flanked by Onyedimma and um, and Green. I think. Okay, make you sort of similar similar to that. Um. Yeah, I, 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 possibly, possibly. I've not seen anything of uh, of Nombe yet that's made me think that he's got he's got any pace. To be honest, I might be wrong on that. Um, I don't think he's been involved in any way when he's come on, um, or when he's been on the pitch. Sorry, I don't think he was involved last night. But that's no criticism of him whatsoever. No, because nobody were involved last uh, on Wednesday night, um, and obviously he only got a few minutes. Uh, that when it when he came on last time, so um, uh, yeah, the, the, it depends on it depends on how they are defensively, doesn't it? You know, if they've got three three colossuses, colossus as or whatever the plural of colossus, is. colossi, you know, then then maybe Hugo's not the man. Uh, did he not? Has he not played for Preston in the past? Hugo has played for Preston as a former club. They, so they, they're, they're, they're one of the few fans that rate him very highly. So, 
Therefore, therefore, Jordan Hugel's the first name on the team sheet for Saturday. Then, interesting, uh, quite clearly. So, yeah, um, I, I don't think you can second guess what's going to happen in terms of in terms of um, lineups um, no. because you know he's he's got his work cut out for him given the given the overall performance of the team and whether he finds that certain individuals were more responsible than others for that or whether it was just a team performance and it's same team get out there and prove me wrong kind of attitude we'll have to you know we'll have to gonna have to play that one by ear i think you could go on all night you know with different combinations of of different players um don't know no idea the the one thing i want to see on <clears throat> on saturday is us to do the simple things effectively you know, if you look after the ball, it looks after you, to quote John Breckin. And we haven't looked after the ball enough. We've given it away far too cheaply against Huddersfield and Millwall. But we looked after it against Norwich and we pressed them high. And <clears throat> just going to John Morell's comment, you can't deal with a high press. So if we have some mobility up top and press their back line, then we might see it <clears throat> see it uh, working to our favour. But just look after the ball. You know, look, I mean, look after the ball and look for the space. It's, obviously, it's easier said than done. But we've not been doing that. Given, given what John said there, if that's the case, then Hakeem Adolphin is another dead cert starter, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, because because he will he will cause problems in that press. Um, so I, I won't want to be in Matt Taylor's shoes for a number of reasons. Um, and picking the team this Saturday is one of them. Yeah, I agree. Um, in fact, I think, I think playing 4-3-3 suits <laughs> us doing a high press better. Yeah, it does. Be yeah. Fair. yeah, it does, definitely. Rich Renly says, when we win on Saturday, the fans slitting Taylor will be the ones saying we're going to finish mid-table. Fourth and bottom will do him. No, the ones saying we're going to win league. You're trying to say that you're trying to suggest that football <laughs> fans are fickle, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I would point out is that fourth bottom this season for, for, for any club in this division, any club, will be a massive achievement because, or not achievement, that's not the right word, a massive bonus because financially... It's going yeah. to be a huge, huge benefit next season. So mm. I will happily take that right now, mm. uh, which will allow us to gain some more experience in this division. Matt Taylor to gain some more experience in this division and then have a decent kitty come next season. I accept everybody else will have a decent kitty as well, but, you know. Yeah. Um, John Bradfish said they do look very dangerous to set pieces. They've got Brown, I think, who puts a cracker ball. We don't, we, don't, we don't look too bad from set pieces. From dead ball, we look okay. Mm. It's mm. when it's not dead ball, that's the problem. Yeah. Um, so when people are running at you and stuff, it's just like yeah. we're <laughs> not moving. It's like, it's like netball where you don't move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we should, yeah, I think we should propose a new rule. Yeah. <laughs> what if you're in possession, you just don't move? Yeah, you Correct. can't move. You can only yeah, move. Yeah. You've got to keep one foot on the floor in the same position all the time. So basically, yeah. want to make it live action table football. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I've done that in training before. I'm sure I've played. I'm sure I've all done that in training before. You can't move. Anyway, let's do some predictions. I am going to do my prediction tells you exactly where I am at the minute. I think Preston are going to win two 0 I'm not positive at all. Nick, <laughs> uh, rather we're going to win two 0 <laughs> Two 0 later this season, we're going to win two 0 Well, and what happens when we do it? You're going to then continue saying two 0 Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll pick another score then. The thing is, we don't win many games in the championship, so most of the time this is going to be wrong. Yeah. Okay. Danny? Bye there. Um, <laughs> do I do the prediction which I think is going to be right or the one to try and build up my own positivity? 
Well, the one you want points on the board, mate, because I think you and Mick are still pointless in the prediction league. <laughs> oh, Preston are going to win 3-1 uh, then. <laughs> That's what I like. Uh, Gaza says the same. Preston 3-1. Phil says 0-2. Martin Holland says 2-0 loss. Chumbrell put us for a point. 1-1. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's 3-0 to Preston, 2-1. Uh, Tobias is always with the positivity. We need Tobias on more often, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mm. just a big ball of positivity. He's, there's no danger on the roof, 3-0. I like it. If we, um, if we win 3-0, I am going to go on an absolute madness of a night out in Sheffield. And I tell you what. <laughs> um, Race Medley says, I've got, to, I've got to say, Mick should have been a comedian. It's 2-1 to the Millers, coming back from 1-0 down. <laughs> Chances pray for and him. He says I'm supposed to be a comedian. Yeah, coming back from a goal down. What's going on? <laughs> what are you um, about there, eh? <laughs> Rob Hamilton, 3 2 to the Millers with a Kelly hat trick. Oh, so, um, oh, so we're going to come back from 2 0 down with Rob's prediction. Right, okay. Adrak, 1 0, <laughs> Ronnie to come on and score. And Reg, 4 1, bugger it. 4 1 to the Millers. <laughs> a mixture of predictions in there. Right. I, I, I honestly think this Millwall result has actually sent us all a bit dual alley because we've got Broken four, the fan base. four ones, you know, coming from a goal behind. What's going on? Have we all just like like decreased and just gone into madness or something? Often winning four one at home, that's not happened in the championship. We've won four 0 but not ever four one. Probably not. Uh, Ian Bradley says a rather positive two one to Preston. Um Hopefully, John says we can do them a favour and they can do us a favour against QPR. Yeah, we all we all want to see Gareth Andrews lose, don't we? Yeah, We're all in this together and that kind of thing. Same with Russ Martin as well. Um, any more? Any more for any more for any more for any more? Um, I know we've had a lot of chat on this podcast previously about the standard of food on the concourses at New York Stadium. Get yourself over to the Rodney United website if you've got an opinion on it. Recent constructive criticism on there. Um, there is a there is an article on there. I'm sure we might be able to post a link to it in the, the comments section below um, to to give some some feedback, I guess, on uh, on what you think might be improved or or otherwise. To, my, to my feedback was plain and simple: don't burn the pies. Oh. There's there, there's obviously been a lot of talk about it on social media, um, yeah. so. If you want, if you have got an opinion on it, tell the club what that opinion is. Mm. Chances are nothing will end up getting done about it. However, however, you yeah. can't also can't on the same token say club never do it about it. They never even to ask people about it. So, we'll be a fans forum juicer, won't they? They normally do it about December, October, November, December time, don't they? Well, they did last year. No, uh, oh, if we're not winning away game by December, that's going to be a fun one. <laughs> do it, should do it if no. <laughs> I do Hillsborough and positive. Well, we always do well. Right? I mean, I had fan four at Hillsborough. And Rex says, "Get ready for Sunday if we lose." Yeah, I read with, with the right one that fans need a twelfth man. Yeah, get behind the players. If you go in there on Saturday, get behind. I know Preston have sold out their allocation. Always, not always do. To be fair, um, so if you have, uh, so if you are going down, make sure you go down. Uh, if you've got a ticket, fill your seat uh, and get behind the middle as much as possible. Even if we go one nil down, even if we go two nil down, stick with the stick with the team the best you can. Because they need us, and especially games like this where you're playing top of the league, they need, they need your support as much as you can give. So please do support the Millers. I will say thank you to the Donny fan who's put a donation. He's put big up you guys, but you're going down. Um, <laughs> what league are Donny in again? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, feel, I, feel, I, feel, I feel badly mean to Donny because Wood is there, isn't it? I feel so mm. like, oh, 
Woody's Did you see? Did you see the stat that we haven't kept a clean sheet since Woody left? But I don't think Donny have got a clean sheet since he joined. <laughs> Poor Woody, it's not going well. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll turn it around anyway. Final call. Anything else? I think Donny will turn it around as well. To be quite honest with you, it seems to be some. Uh, yeah, I think I've got possibly got the right idea there. So. Fair enough. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. If you have joined us tonight, please make sure you have subscribed on YouTube and give the video a thumbs up as well, because that, that helps us. Uh, and it's free. That <laughs> it helps us and it's free. If you are on iTunes or Spotify, make sure you subscribe where you're listening, and please do subscribe or follow where it is on Spotify and give us a five-star rating, which will let other people, other, other people know that you think we're doing an okay job, which I, I hope we are. <laughs> um, as always, if you think we're doing a rubbish job, don't worry about it. Give it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mick. It's been uh, yeah, it's been one of those days, hasn't it? It has. It has. It, it hasn't even been therapeutic, to be fair. No, no I'm, I'm still, I'm still straight up as, as I were when I first started. So, not made any yeah. difference at all. But thanks for trying. Yeah, I don't feel any better. I tell you, well, the only thing that made me feel better, Danny, will be a win on Saturday, and then I will feel very happy. Yeah, definitely. I'll be very happy if we win on Saturday. But um, yeah, the one positivity, pressing have to lose eventually. They do, absolutely do. Keep an eye on YouTube because actually the scout reports up tomorrow morning from Ollie from the um, Little Pie podcast. The instant reaction will be out Saturday night. You know, if we get a spanker on Saturday, that, that instant reaction can be an absolute bell. Uh, <laughs> right, if we get absolutely battered on Saturday, please come round to where we do the post-match reactions. We want to get everyone's thoughts on it. It'll end up being its own podcast and we'll still be still, <laughs> still, be still yeah. doing when it's pitch black. <laughs> and they've turned all, all lights off. But no, come round and, and say hello. And if you want to come on and give you your 2P on what's been happening, then please do. Yeah, yeah we'll be by the memorial wall outside the cop. No stand. So if you do want to get involved, or you want to let, or you want to speak to us beforehand, send us a message. If you want to come on, more than welcome. That kind of, we want that kind of show to be everybody's show. Um, get the fans' view. So, jump out if you get a batter who's driving up. <laughs> just meet John in the pub after, right then. When it's falling after half an hour, John will just pop in his car up New York City. Um, yeah. Again, thank you everybody who's been with us. I hope we've made you feel a bit better. If not. We did our very, very best. Thank you for being with us, and we will see you on the next episode, which will be Sunday, probably. Thank you, everybody, and up the Millers. Up the Millers. Up the Millers. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringham, and the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Duffy. He can hit them, and he does. Oh! Oh! Duffy! Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.